All right, good afternoon, everyone. We're starting a bit early with this edition of the Coach McVay Show. Monday Night Football awaits the last game before the bye, a trip to San Francisco. I know Niners Week has a special place in your heart, DeMarco. Yeah, I don't like them, but it's just the next game. Can't wait to get back to the field. Let's bring in the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and uh, that's just the type of opportunity you want in front of you, I'm sure, before the bye coming off of the loss yesterday. It is, yeah. It was, uh, you know, tough night last night. Uh, a lot of things didn't go the way that we wanted to. I feel like uh, there's a lot of things that I wish I had done better for the team in terms of just managing the game, some of the play selections. But that's what you love about football. Whether we had won or lost, you know, you got to be able to keep it moving. We're a resilient bunch, and uh, we're excited about attacking the opportunity to move forward. It's just some things that happened that were kind of like out of character for guys. Guys played right to the line, but it seems like this game it kind of spilled over into infractions. Yeah, it really was. And, and I think in a lot of instances, you know, just – some of the procedural things that occurred offensively, you know, there were some things defensively that I think we can definitely correct. There's a couple things, too, where, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see, all right, how do we educate our players on how we want them to play through the echo of the whistle and, and different things like that. So it was one of those games. We make no excuses. We'll move on and, uh, and we'll be better for it. So if you didn't do yourself any favors, say pre-snap or post-whistle, how do you feel like you play between those two brackets? Was it more even than maybe the score would have indicated? Well, I think there were some big plays that really shifted the momentum. Anytime you know you look at it specifically, just let's just start from an offensive perspective. You have 33 or however many plays it was in the first half. Mm -hmm. For us to have two turnovers, four sacks, a couple of procedural things, one with a false start, one with a holding call you're going to have a tough time, you know, having success. And, and to their credit, they made those plays. But I also think from an execution, from some of the spots I put our guys in, you know, that's definitely uncharacteristic. I don't think that's uh, who – I know that's not who we are. And I'm looking forward to seeing us be able to respond, make some of those little tweaks and adjustments. Defensively, I thought we played really hard. You know, I thought for Jalen to be able to have a pick on the fourth play of their offensive, you know, on the first play, of the, you know, the fourth play overall defensively that we played, but on the first series, I thought we had a chance to really build on that momentum. I thought our D, our interior parts of the D line really showed up. I thought we played pretty good on the edges and we were physical. We had a couple penalties that ended up allowing them to extend, um, you know, some drives, some of which I understand and, and some of them were, were hard to understand. But, um, again, all things that you really learn from. But I think you got to give credit to Tennessee. They played a game to be able to win the football game. And I feel like in a lot of instances, what I did offensively, you know, left ourselves susceptible to, to not being in favorable spots most of the night. You know, sometimes lost in a loss, uh, some good plays get lost in there. I thought Ashawn Robinson played his most physical football. I agree. On the pick that you mentioned, getting pressure, getting the big paw up, affected that pass, allowed Jalen to make the play. It sure did. Yeah, it was a max pro play action. Ashawn did a great job of being able to create some penetration. I thought Jalen did an excellent job being able to recognize the concept, make a play, finish that play. And there was a lot of instances. I thought both Ashawn and Greg Gaines played really well. AD always shows up. But those two in particular, um, I thought were, were really, you know, real positive parts of that game. You could teach technique off of that Jalen Ramsey interception, but you probably have to have his genes to make it work, don't That's you? That's exactly right. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's a special player. You know, I think that was a, a perfect combination of the technique, the fundamentals, the instincts, but then the, the rare ability to be able to put your foot in the ground and make that play. It was special. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the interception, the first one, not to jump ahead, um, mm -hmm. it's hard for anybody to know where you are on the field as a quarterback. I mean, you have to choose between a safety and getting the ball out. 
horrible result, but I thought getting the ball out was a pretty good play by Stafford. Yeah, he's a, he's a great competitor. You know, it's one of those deals they ran kind of a three man game. The internal guy kind of loopers coming free where he's maybe ready to let that go to Higby on the left sideline. Now he's starting to reset with Van on an in breaking route and. Um, he kind of gets spun around, and, and he's just trying to make an instinctual play to avoid a bad one, and unfortunately, it went in a direction where Long's right there and, and makes a play, but he's a great competitor. It's a fine line between you know taking away one of his elite traits and then saying, okay, when this comes up, let's use it as a learning op, but you know what's so great about Matthew is the ownership, the extreme ownership, and the accountability that he takes on anything. Um, you love that. The way that he continues to compete, ride with that guy any day. Seems like there's an element of trust to those turnovers. What I mean by that is what he's built and established mm-hmm. with you and what totally. you have for him and the chances you're willing to take in your own territory in those downs and distances. Yeah, and that won't change. You know, I think you want to make sure that, you know, to their credit, they made a couple plays, you know, and Bayard ended up making a nice trigger and, and, and doing a good job of making that second interception. But uh, that's not going to change. Matthew mm-hmm. is a guy I have all the confidence in the world in. I'm going to continue to put the ball in his hands. And then, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing a good job of setting up a game plan in a manner that's reflective of giving him good answers within the framework of those plays. Uh, on those two plays in particular, they did a good job defending it. And I think there could have been some better options that I could have given him. One follow-up on that, though. What I did feel like I heard you say earlier alluded to is maybe matching your design, your calls to the temperament of the game. So totally. when you see Tennessee's got what, first three possessions, maybe a, a turnover and one first down, Hey, pick your moment a little bit with that. You said it perfectly. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was kind of mentioning. And, and you hit the nail right on the head. It's, it's about, you know, how do we win the football game? Not leaving ourselves susceptible to some of those things that mm-hmm. did occur, but also still demonstrating that trust and confidence that I have in Matthew and the offense as a whole. But it is about how do we play complementary football? How do we put all three phases together? And some of those things that we did offensively made it difficult um, where you're kind of spotting them 14 points. I hate to uh, tip your cap to Tennessee, but I just I would bet you'd like to see them again at some point. Yeah. That same defense. Uh, yeah. You would love that. You yeah. know, I got re- tremendous respect for Coach Vrabel and those guys and Coach Bowen. They did a really nice job. You know, you don't take away from the credit that's deserved on their end for a nice game plan. Um, I didn't do a good enough job, and I think there were some instances where our execution wasn't up to the standards that we have, but um, if you're any type of competitor and you're wired the way that I know our guys are, the way I am, our coaching staff, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's what you do this for. That's what you love about this game is that, well, whatever happened yesterday, you got to be able to channel that and learn from it and be able to move forward accordingly. And, and we're going to get an opportunity to do that on Monday Night Football. Can you share 99 with us? Oh, he knows. Uh, I told them after the game. Um, I don't know if people know this, but Tennessee beat us in the regular season. This, the year we won the Super Bowl against them. Nice. And we said the same thing. I can't wait to see those guys again. There's only one way to do it. I love mm-hmm. it. Can't wait to see them hey, again. I won't complain about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that as well as any team tackled your offense all season? I think so. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I kind of thought of it quite like that, but surefire tackles, you know, really a lot of times it was the first guy there and, and they did a nice job. And I thought they were getting all 11 to the football. There's a couple plays that, that, you know, immediately stand out in my mind that were key that they came up with some stops that ended up forcing us into the, some, you know, fourth and one decisions. And, you know, that one sequence in particular, the first play that pops into mind is a great tackle on the sidelines on Daryl Henderson. We hit him on a crossing route. It gets the fourth and one. I thought that was a really game shifting play where, Called a, a similar play that we did at Van Jefferson on earlier. I didn't like the selection. I, you know, we got the defense that we thought we were going to get, but Bud Dupree did a great job recognizing it. I think I put our players in a bad spot, and that was a chance, really. I thought to really choke hold the momentum and get it back when we're down twenty-one-nine at that point. 
they ended up turning that into a scoring drive. But um, those are the ones that keep you up at night. Uh, but, yeah, they did a great job tackling as a defense. I thought their D-line was great. If I don't say that, I have to turn in my union card. But uh, <laughs> this is why I ask you, because there's an overreaction. Do you need to change things on the offensive line? No, it was just one game, one thing. Yep. So you don't have to change what you do, but maybe change what you did on game day. Yeah, and I think there's a couple things. You know, momentum's a powerful thing, as you know, DeMarco, in this game. And, you know, some of the plays maybe were a little bit longer developing. I think the first two sacks that they had, I actually thought our protection was pretty good. Just took a little bit long for things to really show. And um, the ball was being held a little bit longer than what we would like. But, but again, that, that starts with me right there. So I think that was really more of a reaction of, you know, good defense, good coverage. Um, and, and really we kind of held the ball a little bit longer. And then some of the other ones were really good job. You know, I mean, you look at, um, Tim Simmons on the one where he kind of just bowls us back in. That was just a good isolated win in a one-on-one. The one that ended up leading to an interception where they had a three-man movement. So there's a different narrative, all of which are things that I think we can correct, similar things that we've seen. But if there was one all-encompassing thing that continued to show itself and um, become a problem, that's when you're saying, all right, maybe you really need to look inward, uh, not minimizing the importance on the corrections that are necessary and the urgency that's required to get it corrected. But um, all things that I think we can we can get corrected. Interior pressure destroys game plans, doesn't it? I mean, it's a taste of what opposing offenses yeah. must feel week after week with number ninety nine on your team. Isn't no it? question. Yeah, I mean, and they did a great job. You know, and there any type of pressure is a problem for the quarterback, but especially when it's coming um, interior and they're doing a good job of solidifying those edges, and there's really nowhere to step up into and no cavities. And they did a nice job keeping the rush line integrity and, and being able to get that interior push. How'd the boys come through? Your players? I think they came out good. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately for Jacob Harris, he got his ACL and his MCL. What a freak play, you know, did a good job getting down there as a gunner and just kind of trying to avoid the guy making the fair catch. And so he'll require season-ending surgery. Um, you got your typical bumps and bruises. You know, Matthew obviously got his ankle banged up a little bit, but he returned and, and played well, I thought. And I thought he finished the game with really a gutsy, resilient performance, and it's why his teammates love him. It's why we love him so much. But um, for the most part, we came out fairly good. Tough timing for Harris, one, because of the development of that position group. I feel like you were on the verge of maybe getting him some offensive opportunities, but also because of the depth of that position and, and where it stands currently. Yeah, it does. It, it's, it's a tough thing for him, JB, but uh, we've got five receivers that we do feel good about. Um, that might open up some more opportunities for other groups, whether it's running back, tight ends. You know, you can play with five eligibles, and so um, maybe a little bit of a mixture personnel-wise is something that you can expect to see in store. It was cool to see J.J. Koski back there. Yeah he, did, points. yeah, he did a nice job on the one. It was a good decision. It was one of those, oh, good decision <laughs> right there. So it was good for him. If this turns into a redshirt year, essentially, I guess yeah. it is becoming one for Jacob Harris. He gets his feet wet. What do you see in his future? I know there was some receiver. If you were to spin this forward maybe eight months, where does he come back for training camp? I think probably year? a receiver is the best thing in his future. Um, he's got that vertical speed. He's got the element, to, you know, the ability to track the ball down the field. And then in a lot of instances, what drew us to him was his ability to contribute on special special teams. So expect him to continue to ascend and assert himself as a big-time player in the kicking phase of, of how we play this game. And then we'll see how he continues to mature and progress as a receiver. I, I didn't see the video. This is actually my special teams hour, but nice. we had to move it up. So did he bump knees on that no. one or is it just non-contact? Yeah, non-contact. Oh, poor guy. Well, he got up and walked off though. You know, that's <laughs> that's a yeah, tough dude. He was yeah. hurting. Yeah, <laughs> big time. I bet he was, but I like that. Um, finishing the game the way you did on offense. We talk about it, like teams should know when they're conquered, stop, why you got your starters out there, but finishing with a score 
meant what to you? Yeah, I thought, it, I thought it showed just guts, resilience. And, you know, it's one thing, too, when you're saying you're using all your timeouts and different things like that, you know, but it was, I thought it was important for us to assert ourselves, to establish some momentum, to get some continuity. And there was a lot of things that, you know, that game could have been a lot closer, but I like the way our guys continued to compete. And they did it in a smart way. Um, it was good, efficient ball. And, uh, you know, even though they were playing a little bit softer coverages, they still tightened up once we got into the red area and some different things like that. And so I think it's something that in spite of all the difficult and the, you know, the, you know, frustrating plays that occurred throughout that game, to be able to finish with some momentum, I think it's a good feeling for any sort of competitor. And I was proud of the way the guys finished. We watched as the game developed, you kind of moved the spot a little bit more for Matthew to alleviate some of the things that were going on in the game. I'd love to get your thoughts on, you know, the pros and cons of trade-off between playing straight drop back, right, and keeping the whole field available to you versus some of that keeper game or design roles that you've utilized previously. I think it's a balance. I think it's uh, no different than, you know, a pitcher changing up his pitches and just Mm -hmm. keeping, you know, a batter off balance. It's the same thing that we want to do offensively. I mean, I think there's always an element of being able to move that spot so it's not always a static launch point that those defensive linemen and and defensive players in general can kind of anticipate and expect. And so I think that's something that you want to be able to have the the marriage of the run and the pass but also when you have a quarterback like Matthew and the ability and some of the different things that we've been able to do off of the drop back inventory, that is something that you want to be able to, you know, get a, be able to get going as well. And I think the more that you can present to the defense on those early downs, the more difficult you can become to defend. And, and I thought I was a little bit more, uh, you know, we did a better job in the second half and I probably should have done it earlier in the first half. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good early against some of those plays and some of the knockdowns. The pass breakups. You had guys open, just couldn't get it past the line. Yeah, of there, was a, there was a lot of different reasons why it didn't work out. Ultimately, they executed. Mm-hmm. We didn't. There were some things and some spots, no doubt about it, that uh, you want to put your guys in, in better spots to have success. And you take a lot of pride in that as a coach, and, and that's why you can't wait to get back to work and, and hopefully put together a better plan and have a better feel for the rhythm and the flow of the game uh, next week. Here's a Matt Gay uh, appreciation question. 54 yards last night, his L.A. long. He's kind of gone past the 17-game sample size since he joined your organization. He's been a consensus top three kicker in the league since he's become a Ram. (laughs) That's great. I mean, kickoff, kicking extra points. Do you feel like he's been that value added at the place kicking I do. I I think he's done an outstanding job. I mean, he's if you're saying for all the attempts that he's had, whether it's extra points or field goals to only miss one in each arena this year, to be as automatic as he's been Mm -hmm. and and to be as consistent – um, only negative you'd say is it was not a, the best uh, onside kick that he had yesterday, <laughs> but he's doing a great job. Uh, really pleased with Matt. It's funny how fast you earn trust in guys like him, right? You yeah. don't know him when he walks in the field. You feel really good about yeah. that, DeMarco. And, and, you know, even just going back to last year, one of his first games with us, you know, with Tampa, games on the line, and he mm-hmm. knocks it true with a team that he had been with. And he's a mentally tough guy. I think he's gotten a lot of confidence off the experience that he's really accrued over the last year or so, and uh, really happy for him. What does the bonus day this week mean in terms of, one, your preparation, and two, your ability to get the guys on the field to rep this out in anticipation of San Francisco? Yeah, it just really means you get another day of rest, um, and you get an extra day of meetings and a lift. And and basically what we'll do is we'll just bring our guys in on Wednesday. They'll have tomorrow off, which is kind of standard operating procedures, even if we're playing on a Sunday. Wednesday will be kind of a modified day. Lift, get some meetings, get them out of here. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we'll simulate a normal Wednesday through Friday in-season game week. 
It's good that it's a division game coming up. We'll just throw this one out. Don't watch it. Move on to the next. Is this one you watch? Oh, no. I think it's important you watch it. Yeah. You know, it's one thing, you know, like the last time that we lost, you know, which it's been a month since I've woken mm-hmm. up with that pit in my <laughs> stomach. You know, you forget how important this stuff is to you and you don't take for granted how difficult it is to win games in this league. But after the Arizona game, you know, we had Seattle on a short week. Uh, playing on the mm-hmm. Thursday, so you don't really have any chance that, you know, you digest it, but you don't want to dwell on it where it affects your ability to process, you know, moving forward and getting ready for the Seattle Seahawks. This week, you do want to be able to digest it. You come in today, you look at it, you correct it, and now you want to flush it out. And so, um, you know, typically you'd maybe think about bringing the guys in on Wednesday and giving them Monday and Tuesday off when we have a Monday night game. But I felt like the best thing for our team was get them in, get some treatment, some recovery, some uh, get them a quick little rehab lift. And then let's look at this game. Let's be honest about what we see. Let's also look at it for what it is and know that, hey, this isn't something we hang our heads about. These are all correctable things that we can be positive and encouraged about the urgency that's required to fix it. But these aren't things that guys aren't capable of fixing as we move forward to trying to attack our eighth win. What did you learn about Von Miller in your first week with him in the facility? Well, he's a great guy. I've really been impressed with just the human being, you know, really thoughtful. Um, he's impressive in person, and, and he's just uh, he's got a really nice way about himself. He's got great attention to detail in the meetings. thought he handled himself really well in the walkthroughs. I like the way that he's interacted with Reggie and his group. And, um, you know, hopefully sooner than later we'll see him do his thing on the grass with us. But uh, he's, been, uh, he's been a real joy to be around and looking forward to seeing him being able to play for us sooner than later. I'm glad you said that. When I saw him on the sideline, he's bigger than I thought. He is. He's, he looks bigger than what he plays like. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, he's got those big, strong legs and that, that little waist. I mean, he's, he's a freak. He's, he's genetically blessed, no doubt about it. And he seems like he's dialed in to football, like high football IQ. He's not just a bullet off the edge. There's no question. He's got a great capacity for the game, DeMarco. He knows what's going on. I think it helps that there is some concept carryover and some verbiage and vernacular that's similar, but uh, the game makes sense to this guy without a doubt. Could the open date beyond this game influence some of the game time decisions for San Francisco? It might. Um, You know, I think the most important thing is, is let's be smart with Vaughn. You know, everybody's looking at him. He's such a high profile player. You want to make sure you're putting him in positions to be successful. And part of that is he's going to want to play. He's going to want to push the envelope. That's what makes him a great competitor. And in some instances, we have to take the information that we're gaining based on his rehab and some of the workouts and say, is this the best thing for Vaughn? Or are we better served giving him another week? And I know he's going to attack this week with the mindset and mentality that he's going to be ready to play against the 49ers. What that looks like, we'll see as the week progresses. It's funny. It sounds like you're playing against him. we got to be smart about Von, about Von Muller. I know. Isn't that what you always say about <laughs> yeah, Von Muller? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. You are right about that. Well, I mean, San Francisco's coming off a loss. Uh, so are you. Um, I'm sure when they watch film, they're going to tell their guys there's blood in the water. So now they think you're vulnerable. This does what to you? just motivates us even more you know I I think uh, it's another opportunity to go compete it's another opportunity to respond the right way I think you learn a lot more about people when they go through adversity than when things are going well Um, everybody can handle the good things the right way it's I want to see that I want to surround myself with people that are going to be wired the right way above the neck physically mentally tough guys that can respond from a little bit of setback and use those setbacks as setups for comebacks uh, the poise of this group has been on display through, mm-hmm. what, uh, eight games, I guess. Maybe it was lost a little bit in last night's shuffle. And we haven't talked about taunting and the league's new focus on this, but as I understand it, you're part of the coaching subcommittee that was mm-hmm. kind of consulted with where this fits into the game moving forward. 
Any kind of updated perspective on, on the installation of the Focus and where it might go from here? Yeah, you know what? I, I think in a lot of instances, I think, you know, anytime that you have a new rule that you're implementing, there's going to be a, a heightened sense of awareness mm-hmm. on those types of things. And you've seen some calls that have been made that are some judgment calls. You know, the one that occurred yesterday, for example, what it appeared to me, and, and again, I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying sure. what it appeared. Jalen makes a great pick. He's trying to get up, and you guys have seen when he makes an interception, he runs around. So he's getting up to go run. It coincided with him running into A.J. Brown. And then it looks like to me he's actually getting ready to try to help A.J. up, and that results in him getting a taunting penalty, which um, I got a tough time really believing that that's what Jalen was doing. I think the intentions were pure, and unfortunately that didn't help us out in that instance. But um, I know what Jalen was doing right there. I trust him. and. Um, I don't think that's what occurred. And so I think there's a fine line. I think there's some that has been beneficial and then some based on just the heightened sense of awareness on that thing that maybe we're you know, making some calls that uh, you want to be a little bit more mindful of. Just trying, I would say probably it happened on their bench. You get the call. You know what I mean? It's yeah. on their side. Mm-hmm. They reacted to it. The ref bought it. But I just don't get the taunting, not to belabor the point, but so there's Jalen does what he does, and then Troy Reader bisects a guy and gets up and pumps his fist, but that's not. So yeah. it just depends on... I think it's all if it's... It, it, the big point of emphasis they make is if it's directed at the opponent. Yeah. You know, if it looks like I'm fist pumping at you or taunting at you. Now, if I go celebrate with my teammates and, and it's outside or away from whoever that player was that could be considered a potential target for the taunting penalty... Um, those are the things that they're looking at. Came in the last night as the least penalized team in the league. We trust that it's the, uh, the mm-hmm. exception that'll prove the rule. Yes. All right. Good luck this week in your extra day of preparation for DeMarco Farr for Sean McVay. I'm JB Long. This is the Coach McVay Show. Looking forward to Monday Night Football at Levi's Stadium.